Welcome to the Swirl Suite, everybody. On this episode, Jermaine Stone graces us with his presence once again to talk about his new show, Street Song. It's a food show where he goes to six different, I guess, food hubs, uh, culinary hubs, and tastes food and pairs wine. Episode one just aired yesterday, so I really want to get our interview out pretty quickly so you guys could learn all about it and go follow Tastemade and watch the show. As usual, before the episode gets started, please like, follow, and subscribe to the Swirl Sweet Podcast. Even look up Jermaine Stone and follow his Hip Hop and Wine Podcast and follow Tastemade. That's what his show Street Psalm is under. Cheers. Enjoy, guys. Welcome to the Swell Suite, everyone. It is a beautiful rainy day here on the East Coast. We have the all the ladies of the Swirl Suite today. We have Tanisha hailing from Paris. We have Leslie hailing from the beautiful state of Maryland, along with myself. We have Sarita, um, you know, binding it, binding it up in D.C. Um, we have a really not really special guest this this beautiful day. And he's going to talk to us all things wine, hip hop, movies, culture. So sit back, get a glass of wine and get ready to ride with us. I love right. it. I love it. That was an intro. Right. A good. <laughs> How was everybody's weekend? Let's do a little recap. How was everybody's weekend? Good. Anything really this weekend? You didn't do CBC stuff. I just figured you were running the streets. I di- divorced myself from CBC, and I'm gonna oh, tell you why. I don't know where you were going when you first said divorce. I'm like, yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> no, divorce because I need us to get some to effect some change, get some policy that we can send down the hill that's going to oh. affect some change in our community. Oh. That's not what we CBC is for. It's school. to dance. It's to electric slide, which. No, uh, it's um, that's why I have to force myself because yeah. I could do that at Howard Homecoming. Howard right. it's, the Cupid, it's the Cupid Shuffle with other um, administrative bodies, yeah. okay? other governmental parties. All right, it is the Cupid mm-hmm. Shuffle. That is what CBC. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, y'all have fun. Nope, sure didn't. Yeah, somebody on Twitter said, you know, CBC is just bougie blacks coming to DC. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I got. I- I gotta see some change. I gotta see some policy. Get some um memos, some white papers that come out of some of these meetings. Just besides people talking at me from a podium. I get it. That so. makes sense. Ooh, that makes mic sense. Well, <laughs> um, Leslie and I have been working like slaves. I mean, the wine concierge has just got us. Oh my god! I've seen y'all oh stories. God. Y'all been. Drinking, pouring, talking, teaching. Oh yeah! So Leslie, doing please, things. <laughs> Leslie, please tell everybody what we've been doing. So, Saldo Wine, a partner of or a part of Prisoner Wine. I have to say, it's really genius on their part. Let me just say that. Mm-hmm. It is excellent brand marketing. They have a pop-up in D.C. for three weeks only. And last week was the second week. This weekend is the last week. Everybody's familiar with their Zinfandel. And so they wanted to provide brand exposure to um, some of their other wines. 
So we have been pouring wine. And let me say, you will pay no more than $20, which this is, this <laughs> is the ticket. If you are a cheap-ass date, let me just say this. Take your date to 1701 14th Street Northwest. You may pay $20. You will get a nice four-wine pouring along with appetizers for 20 bucks. You can't be, you can't find that in DC. You can't even panhandle that in DC at a stoplight. So Sarita, Glennis, and myself and some other great psalms that we have met have been telling people about the wines and pouring, um, what, 5 to 11, 12 to, on Saturday, we were there from 12 to 11.30 at night, yeah, (laughs) Sunday, so it's Thursday through Sunday, so I have learned my 50-year-old body is nothing like my 20-year-old body that can stand all that time. I have been doing some exercises and moves just to walk off of my sofa to the bathroom, just to be able to move now. But it's been good. It's been a it's been a good gig. Tell us a little bit about the wines, though. Like what what are they? I mean, I know, but you know, for the people. Um, so they're mostly. It's interesting. Everything they do is a blend. Um. But there's always a predominant varietal in there. So we have like a Zinfandel. Um, they have a really good Chenin Blanc. That's the blend. They have something very similar to a GSM. That's the blend. And then they have an Australian um, Shiraz. And the wines are very approachable, very drinkable now, which, you know, in the beginning, I have to be honest, I have some reservations about them because there's such a huge operation where you have those operations that are so big they taste like they're a huge operation you know what I mean like it doesn't feel like mom par in the field and you have this unique but they they really have done a great job of like honing in on a great flavor profile um, without it tasting so commercial. Leslie kind of alluded to it in the beginning of her conversation. What's so unique about um, Saldo being in D.C.? This is the first tasting room, real live tasting room in D.C. proper. Um, we have a lot of wine bars. We have a lot of restaurants. We have a lot of liquor and wine stores who pour at their establishment, but this is set up like a tasting room as if you were in um, France somewhere, or if you were in California. And um, like Leslie was saying, to be part of a big operation, the way they source their grapes and how from the small growers, small producers, they come up with phenomenal quality in the bottle. Um, Leslie mentioned um, that they, we have like the Shin and Monk. They send the, they tend to use um, um, some obscure grapes in the um, Shin and Blanc. It's Shin and Blanc, Verdello, um, 
what was the other ones? There's some other ones, but the the I think the, Muscat's the, in there too. Muscat, yeah, 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 Muscat. That's the one. Muscat. The red blend, Petite Sarasa Ra, um, Mataro, Verdello is in that as well. Cabernet Sauvignon, and then like the Shiraz is 95% Shiraz, 5%, um, uh, 5% Cabernet Sauvignon, but it's a big, big, big red. It's a, it has high ABV on it, but it's so very well blend, the acid, the tannins, and the alcohol, even though it's at 15%. So it, it's, I tell them to approach it with caution, and I've gotten a couple people drunk. It's a shame. They just sat there and wouldn't get up. <laughs> Woo, we'll get up. I was like, okay, how do we get them up? <laughs> yeah, and I have to say, it's being received really well. They, the way that this was put together, they picked the perfect location on 14th Street. They have so much foot traffic. People just mm -hmm. sort of dropping in, especially that Saturday, Sunday crowd where they just go to Trader Joe's and they stumble upon, like mm -hmm. Leslie Sled, you may or may not pay up to $20. So you right. could walk in and it might be free. Uh, we can't promise the price on anything that's above our pay grade. But um, <laughs> some people who walked in and it was free and they had like a wonderful experience and they a, a few people have just sat there and said, oh, my God, I'm so happy. <laughs> Is this going to be a thing? And I had to explain to them that this was a temporary pop-up, but this is definitely something that could work um, in DC. So yeah, I if you're a winemaker, yeah, think about it. Cause we, we love to drink here. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, Tanisha, did you do anything before we bring on our special guest? No, remember I'm boring. I didn't do, um... <laughs> shut up. I didn't do much over the weekend. Just regular stuff. Had a, a friend's birthday party, so we went out to a bar for that. Um, drinking, and then went to a wine tasting, drinking, and then went out for Korean fried chicken. Um, watched a little rugby, because the World Cup of Rugby is here, so people going crazy about that. I have no idea how rugby is played. Me the point, either. The scoring. I just know men go to watch the matches, so mm, I go to okay. watch the matches. Well, well, well. <laughs> Are you watching the match and you just watching the match? <laughs> oh, no, that's what you got to act a little like, oh, my gosh, what just happened? What? <laughs> I don't understand. He did what? Oh, can you explain this to me? I'm so confused. That's when I got to pull that out. So, <laughs> oh, my I gosh. From time to time, it works. Oh, and say it in my full American accent. Um, excuse me, why? Um, je comprends pas. Wow. Wow. So I'm sure that works. That. It's from time to time it does. Sometimes it's like, I don't have time to explain this to you, girl. <laughs> sometimes it's like, oh, wait, let me tell you what's happening. So, you know. And it gets me talking to strangers because that's something that y'all know I'm be talking to strangers. Which is really hard to believe. But yes, that is true yeah. about you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Why is that hard to believe? Do I look Because like you're a so open with the people that you do know. It's hard to imagine that would be closed yeah girl like I'm like I, I can be quiet like it, we can be sitting in a room and I don't have to say much I just if I love y'all's energy I don't have to be the one talking you're a talker so it's it's hard to imagine you doing the opposite well let me tell you <laughs> <laughs> okay so you mentioned fried chicken our special guest was eating fried chicken on his new show and he's going to tell us all about it. With this segue. Girl, uh -huh. that was right, 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 right. And also, this is a really cool segue because 
He paired the fried chicken with the prisoner Zinfandel. Oh, we got to talk on about his that. show on episode one. Okay, a street song. So we Let's got get into we it. got Jermaine Wolf of Wine. Welcome to the Swell Suite. Do you have a sound for applause, or do we yes, just do it? Yes. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. Oh. Wow. Yes, that was, welcome you, back. Y'all are hilarious, yo. I, I'm <laughs> telling you, y'all should have a show. Oh, well, yeah. Well, well, we're do. We kind of do. <laughs> right, y'all are too right. funny, yo. <laughs> well, welcome but, back to um, Swirls Week. What have you been up to? Tell us about this new show. Man, you know, uh, I'm very excited about it. Uh, Street Psalm drops today, dropped this evening. Um, actually, I, I think it kind of might be on Taste Made right now, but it's on Taste Made, uh, it is such a dope show. I'm a traveling street sommelier that is linking up with different uh, tour guides in each city. Um, people that are like really that know the city well are really synonymous, um, generally chefs. Uh, and basically, I link up with them every city. They're going to take me to some interesting places to eat. And I have to find wine pairings to match with everything we're eating. And we have some great food. But it's cool, man. We did everything from, like, you know, episode one, we in 11 Madison Park. However, there are also other episodes where I'm in my undershirt in the backyard. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, I mean. You got to keep it versatile. You got to keep it versatile. Yeah, look, if we in Savannah and it's, like, just about a hundred degrees. I'm gonna be in the undershirt by the end of this thing. Like that's just sorry. So it, yeah, but it it's been so much fun. Um, you know, so much fun working with TasteMade. I've always seen that content. And it's been like such a great standard in in uh, digital food content. So like for me to be hosting the show there is so cool. Um, you know, it, it's been such a great process with everyone. Uh, everyone from the directors to uh, the the to the PAs on the shoots. I've had a great time with everyone. Well, I saw a commercial yesterday. Yes, and I was like, "Oh my god, that teaser! It it makes you want to go watch it." So yeah, I'm excited for it. You know, the tough thing is the episodes make you want to eat. Absolutely, I watch this stuff. I'm watching it back and I always want to eat. The food looks so delicious. I mean, it was delicious, but they're really able to capture how delicious it was. <laughs> but yes, um, it's a great show. And, you know, I think that it really creates a completely different conversation around wine, you know, helping people understand that you can uh, get into the technical elements of wine so that you know what you're talking about and that you can articulate what you like and what you want. Um, however, you don't have to know everything and you don't have to go over every single detail to enjoy it. Um, Street Psalm is great about putting wine in everyday situations. Like one thing that I really hope to accomplish with this show is for people to help uh, find ways to make wine applicable to their actual life. You shouldn't have to go to a special tasting or you know, eat escargot. Look, I love my escargot. Don't get me wrong. That's definitely top five. But you don't have to eat escargot, you know, with your, your burgundy. You can you can have some grilled cheese. You can do different things, you know. 
Uh, so you can, and then also we, on the show, the interesting thing is I'm also challenging conventional wine pairings even. So with that spicy fried chicken, it was the prisoner red blend, which has a, um, you know, is uh, dominant in uh, Cabernet Sauvignon. And, you know, usually people wouldn't go with cab and something hot, but yo, I'm Jamaican, you know what I'm saying? I like, I like. I like spice, you know, but also, you know, just with good tannin control, it does it, the spice isn't out of control. And it it has so much prominent fruit that it, you know, it's almost in your mind giving you, you the impression of sweetness and doing the same thing that sweetness would do with the wine. You know, so it worked really well. That was honestly one of my favorite pairings uh through the entire series. But there was some really, really, really good pairings. And I tried some. I, I ate duck heart. <laughs> I didn't I didn't know that was a thing, but it was good. I ain't even going front. <laughs> oh, I eat so, every uh, inch of a duck. Everything. I was just about yeah. to say. I got to love. Yeah. Everybody knows I love duck. Yeah. Ruta to the tuna. Peking duck. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Like, yeah. yeah. Peking duck. In my jam. We had duck on like two different episodes. It was funny. Really? But I can't wait. They were, they were both good. No, I, was gonna, I was just asking, how was the duck heart prepared? Uh, you know, full disclosure, I don't. So the way that it went, this was at this place Cezanne in uh, San Francisco, and I'm not gonna give too much, so you can watch the episode. Uh, it come, the show comes out weekly, so I'm I want to say San. Fr I'm not sure what week San Fran's coming on, but um. The restaurant is really cool because they uh, only use fermented ingredients. Nothing is wasted. If they cut up a carrot, they take the stuff from the carrot, they sit, they let it ferment. Every single thing is used, even when they don't know what they're going to do with it. They use it, they save it. And um, I, it was one of the most delicious meals I've ever had in my entire life. <laughs> but it was cooked with those spices. And um, but the duck was prepared three different ways. Uh, so but you're going to have to watch the show to see exactly how it's prepared. But it was delicious. It was good. That was also a standout uh, on on the trip. I want to go back to the spicy fried chicken and the Zinfandel. Yes. When you put those together, is that something that you were like, I think this is going to work? Or were you just like, mm -mm, I'm just going to try something? Nah, no. Nah, you know what? I understanding um, the wine profile and that it wasn't a, usually how, you know, you would expect that sort of blend to present. Um, that was really the catalyst for it, but also, you know, wanting to challenge convention every possible way that we could uh, really wanting to think outside of the box. When people think fried chicken pairings, they don't even think about red wine. So, you, you know, and there's a lot of pairings like that throughout the show where we really try to to push the envelope and and help people to think outside of this the spectrum of what you're told you should be pairing. See, I love that idea because um, when I'm when I'm pouring like when I'm pouring at this um, pop up, the first thing like, well, what should I pair it with? And I always tell people, drink what you want and eat what you like. Yeah, because people get wine and food put in a box and like well i'm not supposed to have that with that but i like that one yep. have it and try something else if it doesn't taste right in your mouth but i was gonna um ask you how did 
you all come up with the actual locales? What was the impetus behind that? Yeah, well, it was it was a really fun collab um, working with the Tastemade group as well as the um, as well as the host from each city. The host from each city really gave a lot of great recommendations, and it's a big group process of people sifting through it. But um, yeah, a lot. It, we always really uh, laid pretty heavily on the host from each city to give an idea of what type of places like New York, 11 Madison Park, you know, me and Shakira, that's that's what we, the last time I ate with Shakira was at 11 Madison Park. So if we're going to do it on TV, we're going to do it on TV. <laughs> but, you know, that was that was the, the whole uh, emphasis with it. It's like, you could go high, you could go low, you go medium. It's all just us. It's really about the company that you're with, it's about the stories that uh, that live around, excuse me, that live around the day, the dinner table with all of the different, like food tells a story. When you think about what food means to terroir, you know, uh, 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 if we live in a, uh, a seaside town, it's probably going to be some nice white wine and a lot of fishing happening. You know what I'm saying? Like at the end of the day, food dictates the culture of a, a specific city. So we really got to know each city through the food, but also getting to know these interesting people who have these, you know, interesting uh, spaces in the city. Like in Houston, I, I was with um, a shout to my girl, Chef Tiffany, Chef to the Stars. Uh, but in Houston, I was with this amazing woman, Chef Tiffany. We ate lobster with Bun B. <laughs> like, I mean, right after eating some trill burgers, this is in the studio with a multi-platinum producer where I actually rapped in this episode. Like, this show is so fire. This is like the best thing I've ever worked on. It was so much fun. Can you even talk about how this show came to be? Like, um, you mentioned with uh, from Glennis, like how you decided like where to go, kind of the pairings. But how even did this show come to be? Yeah, well, uh, this was like, man, I want to say like around the beginning of the year, the team at Tastemade hit me up. Um, they were working on some stuff that I looked like I might work out for. And, um, you know, the, the show is also a collaboration with um, Constellation Brands, who I've been working with like since 2020. Um, so it, it was one of those things where it came together from, like I've been working with Constellation already. They were going to be working with Tastemade and doing this. And, you know, lo and behold, Wolf of Wine, now new show. <laughs> Et voila. I like that. <laughs> yes. Nah, it, it's, it's, it's been great, though. It's, it feels it's a true blessing to work with people that you truly respect, um, people that you got love for, and uh, people that are extremely good at their job. And everyone uh, on the entire Tastemade team is like A1. And then working with the different brands that we did on the show, um, everybody at Constellation Brands is just like A1. You know, these are like real friends from the time I've been working there. Like, you know, Robert Henson, who's the CEO, is like my homeboy, <laughs> you know, and like a legit good person. So you know, it feels good, especially here what you mentioned about Saldo. Like it feels good to hear people talk about these wines in this way because you know that you have good people behind the wines. And yeah. 
really, I think that's something that comes through on this show um, is how, you know, wine is just all expression. And just like food is expression and us as people, we all just here trying to express ourselves. So all these different chefs, they were expressing themselves, you know, and it was just, it was a beautiful mashup of stories and a way to look at um, connecting at, at a dinner table. How many episodes? It's six episodes, six. Yeah. But there's also going to be a little social media series that's going to be going around. I'm doing some wine and hip hop pairings as well um, around street some. So that'll be, and that's just for social media. So you'll probably see that as well. And that, those are, that's like, there are eight episodes of those. I feel like you are constantly making history in everything that you're involved <laughs> in. Nothing is, you're you're creating a path for people behind you. What do you think has helped you uh, with your career so far? Mm, that's a great question. And thank you, by the way. Um, you know, honestly, it's, you got to know, you got to understand your why, really. There was um, plenty of times that I uh, would have, a smarter person would have stopped, <laughs> you know, there were plenty of times where, you know, sometimes maybe a smarter person wouldn't have started, but um, uh, it's really just understanding your why, understanding why you're doing something, understanding, like, I truly, I'm blessed to feel like I'm living in my purpose, you know, this is between what I did in, in hip hop growing up, what I've done in wine for the last 19 years now, it's just like, you know, this is me doing these things is things that I've been designed for. Um, so me understanding that I'm living in my purpose and understanding that the intention of what I would like for my brand to do for not just wine culture, but, you know, just black people overall. Um, you know, I feel like that's what kept me pushing and kept me going. And, you know, one of the, the models that I started with was uh, blending wine and hip hop on the highest level. And, you know, that's exactly why I try to do things in that way, because at the end of the day, when you think about hip hop and wine previously, it was easy to discredit it or disrespect it or give it the, you know, OK, yeah, pour around some champagne and Moscato and they'll, they'll be quiet. But you know, I wanted to try to do to elevate things so that it had to be respected on the wine level, you know, uh, to let people understand the people on the wine side see like, yo, we're not playing like I am really serious about this. And guess what? Serious people in wine enjoy that and are serious about that as well. And that's why, you know, I'm really grateful for a lot of the, the people that I've worked with and connected with over the years, guys like Dustin Wilson. And guys like Robert Bohr, you know, people that th that's what the wine industry actually is. You know, so much of the um, the the narratives that are out, uh, it's like, don't get me wrong, that exists. But that's not real wine people. Those are the cornballs. <laughs> you know, nobody likes them anyway. You know, <laughs> so why are we highlighting the cornballs and we should highlight real wine people? So. That's something I, that I've always been passionate about. You know, you look at Black men in America and you look at your quote unquote wine nerds. We all people that have been misunderstood together. So why not we why not just see one another? And I think by us standing together, that helps to change other people's minds. So, you know, to get back to why I do things on that level, it's 
you got to do it there so that it's respected and that you can pave that way for others. But please believe you're going to take some arrows. You're going to bump some knees, <laughs> screw some stuff up. But um, it's been a lot of fun and I wouldn't do anything different. I feel incredibly, incredibly blessed. I love it so much. Please tell us about Bronx and Burgundy. <laughs> tell us about Bronx and Burgundy. <laughs> we have to know. It's Anisha. Uh, she yes. has to go. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's actually, man, That I was actually kind of surprised about that. So last year, I, you know, spent some time in France shooting content. And um, I shot with Jeremy Sace at Dujac. And, uh, you know, we had a great time. We did like a grilled cheese um, and burgundy wine pairing. And then I was back in France like a month later. And the people in the in the town, they like they heard about it and they were like, yo. And they knew I was doing these <clears throat> food and wine pairing events back home. I had a couple extra days in France. I had Jeremy and them. I'm like, and Milena from Co who arranged the event. I'm like, y'all got a couple extra days out there. If y'all want to do an event, <clears throat> let me know. And it happened to be the end of harvest. And it happened to be a great harvest, which coming back from uh, uh, from 2021, which was difficult, um, everyone was really excited and wanted to throw in a, a party. So I happened to be there at the perfect time. So I did this great event in Marceau. It was about 150 people, but the event sold out pretty quickly. And <clears throat> to give you an example of how this thing ended up going, um, two funny things happened. One, uh, the police came to shut it down at 11 o'clock exactly, because we was blasting Biggie and all that in the vineyards. Um, so they came in, but <clears throat> the mayor of Merceau's son was in there, so they couldn't even enter the building. He said, no, you can't come in. We'll turn it off the line. So that was number one. That was how we were playing. But earlier that evening, Jean-Marc Rouleau pulls up without a ticket. And he's like, hey, I'm Jean-Marc Rouleau. Can I get in? <laughs> and, and they let him in, of course. And, you know, like Dominic Lafon was there. All, you know, a bunch of people were there. And um, everyone that was there was just like, yo, we got to do this next year, but do it bigger. You should do it at Claude Rougeau. So it was really the winemakers of Burgundy that um were that pulled together like yo we want to do this thing again we want to do it even bigger so Claude Rougeau was good enough to have us and um that event actually and this one's 450 people and it sold out in 24 hours I am sorry for everybody that be hitting me up asking for tickets I'm sorry there's nothing that I can do <laughs> but I have never in my life experienced it, I mean, I, I was very surprised at how, like, how fast it sold out and how aggressive people were for trying to get tickets. It was, but, you know, yeah. I mean, look, Mike D is DJing. You know, I got my DJ, DJ Show D, DJing. I might spit some bars. We might, And there's some, there's all sorts of surprises happening. Don't tell us how good it's going to be when we can't come. Listen, you know there's gonna be some dope video footage. Like, can we? Yeah, we want to be there. Like, we're gonna be outside. We're gonna be outside the fence trying to look in. I'm gonna be outside the club. The real question is, okay, it's gonna be one this year. Okay, it's got to be one next year. So we just need to get on the list for the one that's next year. So we can plan. We need a head. We need a head up so we can be online immediately. Or even if we can do a little press for you, we could do a little swirl sweet show. For maybe right there, half an hour on site, half an hour to an hour, 
so we can enjoy it too. But and then See, interview like. a few of the um winemakers as they come, almost like a little red carpet. But they're coming and talking to the school mm, tomorrow. Sweet. And then it can even be like a little too. road trip. You start in Paris and then take the train or drive down, and then all the things that happen, you know, with us as we make our way there, get dressed, you know, get oh, ready yeah. with all me. All adventures and follies. And, yes, because <laughs> the follies will clearly. <laughs> You've met us before. So uh, all of that, and then we get there. Yeah, just, just a heads up for next year. We yes, plan definitely. our lives around. Yeah, I <clears throat> I did not think it was gonna go this way. And yeah, I, I threw a little, I threw a couple lines out there, and definitely people were interested in it, but yeah, it sold out pretty quickly. Um so it's it's gone, it's a lot happening this year. Yeah, there's that, there's um Honeyland um uh festival in Houston. I'm going to be uh posting an event there as well um i got a bunch of stuff happening this i got amazing though we love to see this for you of, this is amazing more music drop music dropping in the end of october also like first time ever so yeah it's i'm sorry did you say music the, drop as in you have an album dropping is that what you mean there's a there's a musical project dropping, yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And you are yes, rapping yes. on this project. Is that is that yeah, correct? I am rapping on this okay. project. He said he had bars. We finna yeah, find out. He did. Out. He did. Look, you know, that was where I started out. That was what I thought I was gonna That's do. That's right. I, I yeah. stopped rapping because I didn't like the music business and I like the wine business. Like you think about it, you listen to Biggie's lyrics, they rapping about the stuff they was rapping about is the stuff that I was experiencing in like wine auction, you know. He talking about um uh S car go, my car go, one six, like I be eating that's like that though that was what I was seeing. So I'm hearing, I'm seeing stuff that they talking about in the rhymes, and I'm like, oh wow. So that was what got me away from hip hop, but I never stopped writing. And um actually it was it was because of the show, to be honest with you, like um where the way that this story evolved, I ended up rapping in the studio. And I thought about the fact I have like nothing out that anyone could ever listen to. I'm like, I got some raps. Why not just throw it out? You know, so it was really I was writing this stuff for fun and I had some stuff. So I'm just throwing it out, you know. But yeah, it's a whole different 2023. I'm giving I'm giving the full clip this year. I love that. And isn't it wild how you have come back around to that, how you went into wine, did that, and now you're doing a circle and you've come back to your first love, which is hip hop and been able to create your own music and then do it your way. Um, and like all over the world, literally, because you got an event in France, you, for your show, you were all over the United States. I, we just love to see it. I just had to say that out loud. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, no, it's really, um, and so much of it is inspired through wine is looking at expression, terroir, like all of these concepts are very important in good music. And so much of that was what it, like just got my mind thinking. And, you know, like, like I said, I never stopped rapping and I ended up beginning to write. There's like a lot of wine concepts and wine stuff in there now. So it's it's a it's interesting. So, um, yeah, I feel like but no, it, it's totally that was something that was just influenced by getting back to that part of expression that happened from the show. So. And that that's what I and I they snuck it on me. I'm not going front, man. Shout to shout to Joey, shout to Ben, shout to Alan, shout to everyone, uh, you know, Mike. Uh, you know, and because 
I did not realize that the show was also about me, <laughs> right? And mind you, they told me, but there's like I there's a I developed in the show, and people will see that as the um the episodes go along. So it's it's really interesting. But I mean, like I said, even the evolution of dropping music came out of you know me living and existing in those stories that you see on on each episode. Yeah, can you tell the listeners? Like what platform or what networks they can go and find um, these episodes? Yes. yes, this is Street Psalm is available on Taste Made. Taste Made is you know uh, available. You can get all shows on YouTube. Um, they're also on Roku, Apple TV, um, Direct TV. Like if you go into Hulu, you can you can get into and you just search Taste Made. It's in there. You can go into Amazon. Pardon me. And yeah, Amazon. So just the same way like HBO is set up and things, you can find Taste Made in that same way. Excellent. Um, but yeah, you know, Google search Street Sound, Taste Made, bang, you'll find it. Excellent. Um, and yeah, but yo, it's it is such a good show, and I promise you, it only gets better and better every episode. Like we hit, we we got a groove as as we all got to know each other. And I watched episode one, episode one, and I I just smiled the entire time. It was it was great. <laughs> it's such a good fucking show. It's it's really really good. Yeah, I was very impressed. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I'm so interested to hear because like you know when I was doing the show. I would really take it scene by scene, you know, not even day by day, scene by scene and thinking about this thing that you're shooting over several months. Um, you know, I did not even think about like anything uh, until it was over. But now I'm like, how are people going to receive it? You know, I'm, I'm just so it, like so I'm going on um, Instagram live later tonight. Just because I want to know what people's reactions are. Like, I'm so interested. I've been in this silo the whole time, not thinking about anything. Now it's out in the world. I want to speak to the people. Everybody knows I watch a lot, a lot of TV. So uh, you and Kira are extremely, extremely likable on camera. There's a camaraderie that you have that made it really easy to watch. So it wasn't just about what you were doing, but it was like who you are. It made me like, and of course I've ate and drank with y'all, but it made me want to do everything <laughs> that y'all was doing with y'all. So it came across really well. Nah, and yo, Shakira's my girl. Shakira is one of the realists. I'm so glad to be able to tell this story about her. Shakira is one of them people who she's gonna talk about, about you behind your back, but she's gonna speak about you positively behind your back and she's not even gonna come and tell you like oh yo I saw such and such so I told him I was in a club one day and I'm at this this um party and I'm chilling at the bar some dude standing next to me and I you know you just give him a little nod like the the neighborly thing where we both here waiting and then he keeps looking at me so now I'm kind of like paying attention it was like, yo, um, you, the Wolf of Wine, you, you got the Wine and Hip Hop page. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's like, yo, I follow you on Instagram. Bye. And he was talking about it. And he's like, yo, this girl told me about you. She was like, yo, if you into wine, you got to follow this dude. And then he pulls up Shakira's page. I'm like, yo, Shakira's a G. And mind you, Shakira, she's not going to call me and tell me, 
she that's just how she is. She is one of the realest. And I can tell you other real stories with her, but just know she a real one, man. Like I love her. Um and I'm glad that um we were both able to rap New York in the way that we did. Looking for somewhere to advertise? Consider the Swirl Suite podcast. Yep, right here. The Swirl Suite is now open for pre-roll advertisements, mid-roll advertisements, or post-roll advertisements. Some of our packages even include a social media shout out. If you're interested in sponsoring one episode or perhaps more, simply email us at swirlsuite at gmail.com. Cheers. All right, so we got a quick random this or that for everybody. This will go really fast. Well, I don't know. If you have a story, please tell it. (laughs) But we'll see what happens. Okay, here we go. Don't tell it. I'm ready to go to bed. (laughs) Okay, corner store or ice cream truck? Corner store. Corner store got everything. You can get underwears in there. You can get seasoning, (laughs) school supplies. (laughs) <laughs> that's a very what new york mean? answer it for me true. ice cream truck Kids yeah toys. ice cream truck yeah we okay. had corner stores like that so okay. that wasn't our thing so ice cream truck for me <laughs> jersey okay. i'm with the corner store because some of those ice cream trucks are creepy no i'm with you. <laughs> well, it was all creepy but like i yeah. want an ice cream corner store yeah i'm from the bronx our ice cream our ice cream trucks be running out of stuff Exactly. A lot, of, a lot of disappointed kids. Poppy ain't make the order that that morning. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> so you know, but now nah, the corner store got everything you need. A lot of great positive memories in the corner store. Uh neither. Because you know, Leslie don't like ice That's cream. That's a very Leslie answer. We don't need no explanation. They should well, know by now, right? Or do you have a story? Right. Well, okay. One. As a child, we weren't able, we weren't allowed to go to the ice cream truck. And living in Maryland, we didn't have corner stores. Wait, why couldn't you go to the ice cream truck? Because it was dangerous. Was it? Yeah. Okay. Was it dangerous? Well, at, yeah, like, at one point, yeah. At one, in okay. some place. Like, don't get in the truck. Like, no, you're going people, to it's about ice cream. No, like, people were getting snatched. Some places oh, kids were getting snatched, okay. whether they got wanted you. to get in the truck or not. So. Okay. Right. Ice cream vans going around. Wow. Exactly. Okay. They made bands into ice cream trucks. It was just I like, not think that was really <laughs> ice cream. <laughs> okay. It's a random band playing music in the street and then he have a window. You walking up, where's my strawberry shortcake? No, nope. oh my God. God. They didn't hold it on the side of the van, but it was just like a conversion okay. van. Yeah. They put yeah. their ride out to steal kids. Okay. Oh, gosh. Um, Go for it. I'm going to pick ice cream truck because I love ice cream and I get soft serve. So, that's my answer. Oh, you have fancy ice cream trucks. <laughs> yeah, I have soft serve on your ice cream truck? Uh, oh, oh, I think okay. we just had the packaged ice cream. We walked okay. to Carvel. We didn't oh, go well. <laughs> I walked right down the street to Carvel. <laughs> right right, we, Car- we had the Mr. Softy sprinkles. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh. Okay, next one. Fire pit or fireplace? Fire pit. Yeah, it's like, I like being outside, you yep. know. It's something, you know, get to the fire pit. You got the lake over there. It's kind of cold, but, you know, you got a, it's cold, but you got shorts on, but a hoodie. I like that type of vibe. So, yeah, it's definitely fire pit for me. Same. And for that reason, because it's outside. Fireplace, like, I'm inside. And that's outside me. 
I'll do the pet. Yeah. Especially this time of year. You know what I mean? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. It depends on where that I is. Shorts weather. <laughs> yeah. I like both. I, I know y'all. I know we're supposed to pick one, but depends on where you are because you can have, you can have both. Go outside to your fire pit. Start raining. Bring your ass inside. And you got your fireplace. There you go. Got both. I love it. Uh, Just like pit lighting pit. fires. Period. Yes. Right, lighting yes. fires. Yeah, and not setting the whole ass on fire. Yeah, <laughs> definitely fire pit for me. Okay, next one. Dive bar or diner? Diner. They have different purposes. They do. What type yeah. of diner? What type of they diner do. we talking about? What are you talking about? Because the diners in after Jersey got liquor. Yeah, wow. a really good right. one. We, after yeah. the club. I mean, are we the, talking like a Waffle club. House diner? No, we talking about a diner. No, we talking about a diner that cooks your potatoes just right. Or cooks your pancakes with the crispy edges yeah. just right, like mm -hmm. diner food. Diner, diner, dive bar. But I mean, a dive oh, versus a dive that. bar where they make your I don't know your vodka cranberry perfect. So I mean, you know, yeah. you know what? And I'm it's gonna cheap. Go... <laughs> and it's cheap. <laughs> and it's cheap. <laughs> and it's cheap. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go with um, diner because I have more positive memories in diners than dive bars. Uh, <laughs> I'm with you on that one. Got some rough man when that bottle when that bottom shelf liquor gets going. Ugh. With mm -hmm. the dust all on the bottom, they pour with yeah, the little hand yeah, on the that, jug. That that one that one that's like this big, they only sell it by the liter. Yeah. They don't even yeah. sell seven fifties of it. No. Right. <laughs> that right. Got a bullshit sticker on it. Yeah. Pardon me. I didn't know if I could curse. Oh, you're you're fine. You're, you're fine. fine. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I, I'm uh, not dive bar. I like diners. I had some great times in diners. I once oh, yeah. made companies spit orange juice out of their nose for making them laugh so much. So, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That happened once. Yeah, that happened. Bring it so I got great diner memories. Like, okay. after the club, you there was one time I was in a diner. It <laughs> might have been that same night. And it was maybe like, uh, a handful of people, maybe like seven or eight people in there. And I don't remember who I got in an argument with, but I then said, I'll pay for everybody's meal in this whole diner. And I did. I mean, it was diner food. So it came up to like $250. But still, you know, it was, it was to win an argument. I still um, would have cried on the way home. <laughs> <laughs> nah, that was that was back in the day, Wolf of Wine. That's not, uh, you know, kicking 40s door down, Dad, Wolf of Wine. That's not at all. <laughs> My kids do that now. <laughs> do that to me. <laughs> That's funny. There used to be this really great dive bar in D.C. I mean, there's still several in D.C. But it's called the Vegas Lounge, right off of 14th Street, across from the Whole Foods. And it was there before that area was gentrified. And there was not a matching chair in that place. <laughs> and all and the cushion was coming out, the seats and what have you. And the lead singer, his name was Lil Leroy. And he <laughs> may have had four teeth in his mouth, but he could sing his butt off. <laughs> and and it was like all the white people from Georgetown knew about it. 
and they would come to this bar. And it was the best experience. I have not been there now because you could tell they came up. We did the front, and I'm quite sure the chairs match and everything now. But I hate to see when to come up because it's, it's never the same. It's never the it's same. It's little Leroy still there is the question. <laughs> he is, but he got his teeth fixed. He went to Turkey. He, 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 he can't sing. He can't sing like that no more. No, I know. He can sing. Ooh, Lord. Uh, diner for me. I love breakfast food. So, and and honestly, I I've been looking for a dive bar for a very long time. So it's hard in DC. It's hard. It's hard to find one. I've been looking for a Cheers rather. But mm, okay, yeah. she says. See, when I think dive bar, I think like I'm going in and smelling like dirty mop water. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like if, stick if it's to in the floor. Yeah. It's yes. time of night and it's hot and it's been dancing. I'm expecting to smell synthetic weaves in the air. You know? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm expecting because you know, you know that you know that bar. You know that bar. Yeah. Been, yeah. Um, you've had horrible nights there and some good nights. But when it, when I think dive bar, that's what I think of. Like I feel like chairs, they you know. So I mean, yeah. like just a place I can just go into that's not right. fancy. I have on mm-hmm. sweatpants. They know how I like my my drink, Where and I go home. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Rita, I when we off the air, I can't remember the name of it, but there's a place that's right behind Howard University. Like they built up okay. all around this Truck place. Billy's. Is it Billy's? Chuck and Billy's. Yeah. Yeah. They put the grill outside and cook. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's what's up. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I love like it. But you find yeah. more of them <laughs> in Baltimore. Oh, like, for sure. Well, uh, yeah. Baltimore, Serena, yeah. Yeah. More yeah. Every Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The whole DMV is lit. Every time I come out there for any events, anything, like, like y'all have an amazing black wine culture out there. We do. Every yeah. time I've been out there for stuff, it's been so dope. Um, yeah. Nah, DC is dope. My homegirl Millennial Sam's out there. Yeah. You know well, she's about to be in Paris like, now. Yeah. I she get is. her next. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, so much yeah, so. DC is a dope vibe. Jermaine, so much so when we were, when, I don't know if this happened to you guys, Sarita and Glennis at, at the pop up, they were like, is this black owned? Because <laughs> it was a lot of us in there. <laughs> like, you just don't see that. Honestly, you don't see three black people behind the bar yeah. talking about wine. Yeah. You just don't, and so a, a, a lot of people, you, you know how we do. We whisper. It's just black on. <laughs> <laughs> they wouldn't say it too loud. Right. 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 Like, you want Jason. You want Jason. It's a black on. Yeah. <laughs> and then also, people get attached to you because, you know, they're coming in yeah. there. You're talking to them for like an hour and a half, two hours. And they're like, well, okay, well, this is temporary. But where are you? Where Where can we come see you mm-hmm. again? So yeah. we definitely got a lot of that. Exactly. Yeah. So often, that's what it's about. You know, that mm-hmm. you want to drink with people that you enjoy. And then, you know, of course, you're knowledgeable. People really enjoy learning at these things, you know, yeah. and speaking with people that can speak with them in their language. Um, 
So, of course, I'll go back. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Final question is just for Jermaine. Do you play a song or sip something when you're like preparing for your events? If so, what do you play and what do you sip? Mm, mm, mm. Um, Definitely play a song. Music is involved in pretty much everything. There's like always a theme song. Um, So it depends on where I'm at and what I'm doing. Uh, But I will say, let's see, preparing for an event. uh, What was the last event I was preparing for? I was doing a National Prosecco Week um, tour. And my last stop was in New York. And in preparation for that, um, of course, I was drinking Prosecco. (laughs) I drank a lot of Prosecco that week. (laughs) But in preparation for that, what was my joint? Um, oh you know what I was probably playing a lot of I've been playing a lot of Drake this summer so it's been I'm gonna say um, Jumbotron Vision has been a song that has really been getting me hyped up Uh, so but yes definitely before events uh, and at least at that time uh, during the summer prepare for that event that is likely what I was playing but you catch me, you know, week to week, I'm going to always have a theme song. You know, there's always a song that grabs a certain mood. Every trip has a particular song, you know, so it it, it really varies. But at that time, that's what I was playing. I love that. I forgot to tell y'all that yesterday I went to see Tony, Tony, Tony. Um, and it was a phoneless, like camera free show. So they gave us these little lock bags and we had to and they locked them. And we kept it with us. But, you know, when you leave, they unlock it or whatever. But so it forces you to just watch people before the show starts. And, you know, me and Alan looked at each other like, OK, we are middle aged. We are we are middle aged. <laughs> this is but it was a fantastic show. Tony, Tony, Tony did a great job. They they look great to be 60s. So, yeah, it was an awesome show. Yo, I seen um, CL Smooth perform the other day. Really? Yo, bodied it. Hmm. Bodied it. Like, destroyed the crowd. Like, absolutely hmm. destroyed the crowd. Um, I like all these little, like, you know, these um, hip-hop 50th concerts that's popping on. Mm-hmm. Um, I was at one the other day with the Sporty Thieves, um, CL Smooth, uh, who else? Mr. Cheeks. Um, oh, wow. Um, boot camp click uh, and uh, Grand Pooba also performed. Whoa. Like it was right there, in New Rochelle for free. Whoa. Mm-hmm. But that's what I love about this, you know, this hip hop thing. It's fifty years old, and it's so amazing to see how it is being celebrated right now. We would have never thought. There was a time when they used to cut the rap verse out of R&B records on the singles. You could yeah. not play rap on the radio. Like, oh. when, what was it? I think it was um, Kiss FM where they said uh, blazing the hits and no rap. Like, that was actually a slogan. Wow. Like the commercials. And now look. <laughs> 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 you know? So I'm, I'm, I'm happy to see it and happy to be someone that's moving around the world, celebrating this culture. You know, what's funny, like our stations, 
our stations are like they're aging. So it's it used to be like 96.3 and 102.3 were the two stations for older music. Now hip hop is on those two stations. So I feel like we're aging with it. <laughs> it's, it's, it's it cool. kind of bugs you out when you start to realize. Uh-huh. It yeah. bugs you out. Me and my friend, we was driving in Manhattan the other day and um we looking around and, and like streets is packed, there's a bunch of people out. And we look, and it's like, yo, it's like, but like people are outside, man. Damn, it's like September. People still really still outside. And then he was like, yeah, everybody's mad young though. And I'm like, yo, everywhere we go, everyone's young. We're old now. <laughs> that's what that's what happens. Sure. You know, so sure. and it, it is what it is. <laughs> but um, yeah, you know, we're in a different part of it now. I just gotta enjoy it. We seasoned. Yeah. Indeed. Well Indeed. I love that. I love that. Jermaine, this was fantastic as usual, as usual. Yes, thank you so yes. much for joining us today. As, as per always, usual. Thank you. Anytime y'all need a guy like in the show, you know, it's a lot mm-hmm. of you know, energy here where y'all need yeah. a guy to jump in and be a, a commentator representative for the guys. Mm-hmm. Y'all hit me up. I always have some. Listen, fun. when you need guests on your show, Whichever show, oh yeah, we are that's, open. Whatever show, yeah, you know. Okay, we gonna get that set up. That will be a lot of fun. Think yes. of it, season two. You know. Yes, yes. Let's, yeah, let's make it happen. <laughs> well, thank you guys so much for having me. Thank you. And, thank you. you. Know, let me talk about this amazing show. I hope everyone goes to Taste Made and watches Streets some. Um, and and it does something for you. That's what we're trying to do. Trying to move people. I love it. The link will be in the description box. Cheers, everybody. That's a wrap. Cheers. Thanks for joining the Swirl Suite. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Leave us five stars and leave us a comment. We love ratings. Also, be sure to follow all of us on social media myself at Vine Me Up, Glennis at Vino Noir, Girl Meets Glass is Tanisha, Vino 301 is Leslie, and you can follow the Swirl Suite podcast account at Swirl Suite. The Swirl Suite is now a part of the Alive Podcast Network. This episode has been edited and produced by Vine Me Up Media.